A lot is at stake in Colorado's U.S. Senate race. The winner will represent you and more than five and a half million people who live in Colorado. They will also help determine whether Democrats or Republicans control the U.S. Senate for the next two years. To help you decide, we question the major party candidates. You're listening to Who's Gonna Govern from CPR News. I'm Chandra Thomas-Whitfield. On this episode, Republican Joe O'Day. He's a first-time candidate and owner of a construction company called Concrete Express. I interviewed him September 27th. Joe O'Day, welcome. Chandra, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Let's jump right in. So Congress recently passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which includes several provisions such as an investment in energy security and climate protection, prescription drug limits for Medicare beneficiaries, and giving the IRS more power to investigate tax fraud. You said in the past that you would not have supported that bill because you disapprove of hiring more IRS agents. Does your disapproval outweigh the need to invest in climate protections or allowing the government to negotiate prescription drug prices for Medicare? Well, there's a lot of individual things in this uh, in this bill that, um, you know, may need to get addressed. But my basic premise with this bill is it's a tax. Uh, I was very vocal early on. If you uh, listen to the Committee on Joint Taxation, which is a nonpartisan committee, they're saying that 75% of these audits are going to be performed on people making less than 100 grand a year. Uh, and and that's, a, that's the working Americans. That's small business owners. That's uh, gig contractors. That's plumbers. That's uh, going to be painters. That's going to be waiters and waitresses that they're going to shake down. Uh, and I don't believe that we need a tax going into a recession. They named the bill the Inf- Inflation Reduction Act. And Bernie Sanders has is, is come out and said it's not going to do anything to raise or to uh, uh, lower inflation, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. So, I mean, they've, they've named it something different than it really is. There's things in the bill that I, I can kind of get my head around, but um, we, we've got to make sure that we're able to to get those clearly performed. The, you talked earlier about the, the the bill would you know lower the cost of some drugs. Um, it gives Medicare Medicaid the, the right to negotiate, but what that's going to do is transfer the the cost of drugs onto working Americans that are you know paying their own insurance costs. That's who's going to end up picking up the 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 amount of that, it doesn't go far enough. They should have um, done something with all drugs. Instead, they just limited to the to the uh, uh, Medicare. And so that's going to transfer the cost of those of those drugs onto working Americans. And so that's why I have a real problem with the bill. Now, would you say it's a tax or a tax enforcement? I'd say it's a tax um, and they're going to come in after uh, working Americans and collect money. Um, that, that's what they're going to do. And they, they talk about, um, you know, some people have said 40,000, some have said 87,000 new IRS employees. They're going to grow another bureaucracy to shake down working Americans. And it's not just the upper 1%. If they were going to shake down the upper 1%, they'd need a 1,000 or 2,000 
uh, new agents. They're coming after working Americans. Gas prices have been on an overall decline since peaking at an all-time high of $4.90 per gallon in June. Do you see the fall in prices as a sign that some Democratic policies are working? Uh, Absolutely not. It's just a, a, a... That's a a supply and demand issue over the summer, less people driving this summer. We're starting to see it creep back up here in Colorado. It's gone to 375, 385 now. In the past uh, seven days, it's gone up every day in Colorado. It's going to continue to increase. Um, They've got new additives that are going to need to be put in place here in Colorado uh, that Governor Polis refused to to prohibit. And, and so we're going to see that increase another 30, 40, 50 cents in the next months. Uh, so, you know, I'll give them credit. It came down a little during the summer, but at the same time, it's headed back up again. Now, isn't summer peak driving season, though? Well, not for a lot of average Americans this year. A lot of them are having to think twice with the inflation that they've put in place. People have made concessions They're not traveling like they were here years ago, and it's because of this inflationary period of time that's been caused by the $1.9 trillion they dumped into the market here a year and a half ago in March with the rescue plan. That's caused uh, wages, the earning power, to go down by 10% on an average family here in Colorado, and they're feeling the pinch. You've said previously on this show that the United States cannot completely give up fossil fuels because they're isn't an infrastructure in place yet for renewable energy. But some argue that if we don't start the transition now, we never will, and time is running out. What's your response to that? Well, it makes absolutely no sense to me that we're going to um, not allow uh, fossil fuels here in the United States. And at the very same time, we're going to contract with Venezuela, Iran, Russia to import those exact same products into the United States. That's not effective emissions reduction. It actually adds to it by paying the, you know, having it uh, be transported. Um, We've got much better regulations here in the United States than they do overseas. Uh, So the oversight here actually would help to reduce emissions by allowing that to happen here. Uh, We've got to raise the boat on everything. We need good wind, solar, nuclear, geothermal, A good, clean USA natural gas has done more to lower emissions in the United States than any of the wind and solar that's happened here in the the last 10 years. Um, So we need to embrace that technology uh, and and move our country forward. If we're going to grow the the, uh, grid, it needs to be with all of the above. Uh, I think we should take a look at nuclear. You've criticized the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan, saying that canceling loans would penalize those who already paid. And you've asserted that canceling debt means those who didn't go to college are paying the debt of those who did. Some would argue that is also how public schools are funded and that those who don't have kids in public schools still pay taxes to educate the children of those who do. Is your argument fair? I believe it is. And when you talk to working Americans here in Colorado, they're they're upset about having to pay someone else's tuition. The difference is they didn't sign up for that tuition. In a public school, you know exactly what you're getting into. And if you opt into a private school, that's at your option and you continue to pay that bill. In this instance, we've got a bureaucracy that I don't even think it's legal 
for Biden to have done this. Uh, and they're imposing this tax, and, and it is a tax. We're having to pay for it. It's it's a debt transfer onto working Americans that didn't sign up for that deal. And they may have chose to go through a trade school. They may not have gone to college. Or, or like a lot of us, we paid our own tuition by working. So this is a fairness issue. It's just not right. And you shouldn't transfer someone else's debt that they signed up to for some, to someone else. Now, do you consider it not legal to have certain Americans paying off the student loan? Well, I don't believe that the president has the executive authority to make that decision. Uh, the purse belongs to Congress. Um, if he's going to do it, he needs to run it by the people. Uh, that would be the Senate and uh, the House. And they are the ones that control the purse here in the United States. Nancy Pelosi admitted that Biden didn't have that authority. We've heard that from her before. Um, and she's right in this instance. So do you think there is any role the government should play in student loan forgiveness at all? Well, I, I think we need to get at the crux of the problem. Tuition has become way too expensive uh, for people. Um, we've got a lot of these colleges sitting on billions and billions of dollars in their endowments. And why aren't they using those endowments to hold down the cost of education across the board? I'm also an advocate for trade schools. There's a lot of kids that, um, like myself, go through a trade school and you come out of uh, that trade school after four years and you're earning a living and you have no debt at all. And so I'm an advocate for expanding that practice. You've described yourself as an outsider, but the Colorado Democratic Party accuses you of hypocrisy when you attend fundraisers with lobbyists and congressional leaders like Mitch McConnell in Washington, D.C., Georgia and elsewhere. How do you respond to that criticism? Well, it's just um, hypocritical. The Democratic Party has got an organization that funds their candidates from, in this case here, Michael Bennett's funding is coming from New York and California. Um, I'm not doing anything any other candidate would do, which is, is raising money so that we can keep our ads on TV. Uh, it's it's a, a little bit disingenuous to me. He's Michael Bennett's taken over a million dollars uh, from lobbyists since he took office, and he's trying to hide behind the fact that he doesn't accept money from PACs, but he'll accept it from a union. It's ridiculous. Uh, so it, it's just uh, hide the football with him. He's trying to draw attention to my campaign, uh, and he's no different. And, and in fact, he's worse. He's taking money from a, a lot of people out of state. You've said in the past that you believe abortion should be legal up to 20 weeks. Senator Lindsey Graham introduced a bill that bans abortion federally after 15 weeks, and Colorado Congress members Doug Lamborn, Ken Buck, and Lauren Boebert have all signed on to the House version of the bill. Do you think they are too far right on this issue? Well, I don't believe that that, that bill has any chance of getting 60 signatures. One thing it doesn't, done is, doesn't do is, is protect a woman's right early on in the pregnancy. And so it's no different than Schumer's bill, uh, which would allow abortion all the way up to and including the day of birth. Uh, that bill never gets 60 uh, signatures. Um, I like where uh, Senator Collins, Kane, Cinema, Mikowski are. They've got a bill that's more reasonable. 
that's more in line with what I've advocated for. It protects a woman's rights early on and then uh, for uh, exceptions for rape, incest and, and uh, life of the mother. Uh, it protects from that point on. And so I, I think that type of a bill has a chance of getting through uh, the Senate. And, and that's something that I would get behind. Now, if you're looking to flip the Senate, it very well might be able to get 60 signatures. What are your thoughts? Well, I hope so. I, I think the American public is tired of batting this uh, this issue back and forth. When one party's in power, it goes one direction. When another party's in power, it goes another direction. I think people are ready for some balance to the abortion issue. Uh, and, and I think that it would be good uh, to get this this issue solved. Now, do you feel like you may be out of touch with what GOP voters want on this issue, given the support of the 15 weeks measure in Congress? Look, I represent Colorado, and Colorado's made it very clear that they want balance to the abortion issue. Uh, they don't like the late term uh, at, uh, at will. Uh, at the same time, they don't want here in Colorado, a total ban. So there has to be some middle ground that people can find that gets this issue uh, um, taken care of so that uh, we've got balance as we work forward. You've described yourself as a moderate Republican in this race. Is there a piece of legislation that passed in the past two years under the Biden administration that you would have voted for? Uh, I, I was very vocal about the infrastructure a bill that got passed, although there was a lot of things within that bill that I disagreed with. The majority of the bill was going to uh, helping our infrastructure. That's a bill that I would have signed uh, with with some of the other uh, Republicans. Would you have supported the bipartisan gun law that encouraged states to enact red flag laws and put federal money toward mental health? Well, I, I didn't like that law. Uh, I don't believe we need more laws here in Colorado. Uh, we already have a red flag law, so we didn't need it here. Secondly, uh, we're not enforcing the laws that we already have on the books here in terms of gun control. We're allowing uh, auto uh, people that steal cars to possess a weapon without that being a felony. We've, and we've really stretched the limits on, on guns here in Colorado, we haven't enforced our laws. And so until we start enforcing the ones that are on the books, I don't see a point in adding more. Is there any room in Colorado for changes in gun laws? Well, the first change I'd make is let's enforce the ones that we have. Um, we've got woke DAs here, both in Denver and throughout other areas in the state that aren't enforcing the gun laws that we have. Felons should not be allowed to possess a gun. That was a law. It got changed here, I believe, uh, four years ago, made it easier for a felon to possess a gun. Let, let's take that one on uh, and start enforcing the laws that are on the books. We need more cops on our streets. I've been very vocal about more resources for our local police departments. Now, in relation to that bipartisan gun legislation, what about the mental health funding that was in the bill protecting schools? Uh, the, the problem with that is it's not new money. Uh, we need new money into mental health. It's probably one of the largest uh, issues that we're going to have to tackle going forward. If you look at our homelessness situation uh, here in Colorado and throughout the United States, 
a lot of those people are addicts. A lot of those people are alcoholics. They've got a, a significant issues that we've got to get better resources around so we could get these people the compassionate help that they need. And I would be an advocate for spending money on mental health. I think that's really important as we move our country forward. Now, you said in the past that you want to limit government funding, but how does that square with the idea of expanding the police force? Well, one of the bills that I would be would run here this very next year when I when I'm elected as the next U.S. Senator from Colorado would be to go after the the Inflation Reduction Act, specifically growing the bureaucracy of the IRS. I would take that funding that's already approved and I would begin to use that those funds to secure our border, put more border patrol down on the border. I would also want to be inclusive of fixing our immigration system. We need to streamline the system. We need to make it easier to come to America the right way. And secondly, we need to include citizenship for the dreamers. And the last piece of that bill, I would use the balance left after we get the border secure and more border security hired to help our local police departments. I'd use those funds to give them the resources that they need to begin recruiting and begin to put these departments back to the right size that they, they once were. I've talked to Chief Pazin here in in Denver. Uh, he's told me he needs 250 more police to fill his roles. I was with uh, Sheriff Schrader yesterday from Jefferson County driving around with him, and he made it very clear to me that he could use 50 more hands in his department. Uh, that's a significant issue for a department that's only 600. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of 10% more cops. That's what I think we should be doing with, with the money that got, that got approved through that, uh, that bill. Most voters believe that the immigration system needs to be reformed. What systemic changes would you propose? Well, first off, we've got to secure our border so that we know who's coming here legally. And then we need to make it easier for those people that want to come and add to the immigrant levels here in, in the United States the right way. We need to make that easier. We need a process that's definable. It should have timeframes on it that are acceptable. But currently we have, uh, my understanding is two and a half years it's taking to get a hearing now if you're here the right way. So we've got to streamline that process to make it easier for good people to come here and add to our economy. You've also said on this program before that fentanyl is another major concern when it comes to border security. With fentanyl overdose deaths re reaching an all-time high in Colorado, what do you propose to address that issue? It's about securing the border, more border patrol, use the money from growing the IRS, and then grow the cops here in Colorado. Uh, we, need, we need more local resources so that we can get control of this drug. When you talk to any of the cops that are up here, they're telling you they're doing everything they can. They've got Narcan in all of their cruisers now, making sure that they can bring people back to life, but they can't control it up here. It needs to be controlled at our southern border. We need to kill the supply of fentanyl coming across there illegally. Should you get elected what would be your ideal committee assignments? Well, I'd like to be on committees that I think can help Colorado. I'd like to be on the Energy Committee. 
I'd like to be on the agricultural committee, or I take, I certainly do something with the military. Over eight and a half percent of Colorado's GDP is made up from the military and, and those companies that work alongside of our military. With five bases here, I think I'd, I'd like to do that for Colorado, wherever I can help. I've been disappointed in, in Senator Bennett. He hasn't used his chair uh, to get really good things for here in Colorado. Uh, Space Command comes to mind right out of the gate. Uh, Senator Bennett should step up and say, you know, uh, President Biden, I'm not going to vote with you on this appointment. I'm not going to vote with you on this next bill until you give Colorado Space Command. That would be a win for Colorado. Joe O'Day, thank you. Chandler, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Joe O'Day is running for U.S. Senate. We spoke September 27th. He is a Republican and currently owns a construction company called Concrete Express. Here his opponent, Democrat Michael Bennett, right now in the Who's Gonna Govern podcast feed. I'm Chandra Thomas-Whitfield, but thanks to Carla Jimenez. This is CPR News and KRCC. Need more info to help you figure out how to vote? The ballot is a lot to get your mind around, with big offices up for grabs and 11 statewide questions about whether to cut the income tax, legalize psychedelic mushrooms in Colorado, and much more. CPR News is here to help. Read explainers for each ballot measure and learn about the candidates, including the one you just heard from, in the 2022 Voter's Guide, online now in English and Spanish. Go to CPR.org.